to all of our Facebook friends and our YouTube friends. Hey, by the way, those who have been checking in on um, church with um, YouTube, can you do us a favor and subscribe to that U our YouTube channel there? All you have to do is there's that button that says subscribe. Just click on it. That's all you have to do. Um, we are trying to make sure that we keep better tracking of all of our numbers so that we can do better for you. It's not about numbers, folks. It's about the quality and what we can do for you. The more subscribers we have at YouTube, the better our um, broadcast can be. Um, also, with our podcast, we welcome all our folks who've been loyal podcast listeners all for over a year now. We um, are very thankful to the Lord to you. So all, everybody at home who's watching us on our virtual campus here at New Life, we say welcome today. And I am Pastor David Kufal, and we are so glad our church is open. So if you live in the... Um, Wapiton and Breckenridge, um, North Dakota and Minnesota um, area. Um, you can come out to church and join us. It, it is so much fun. We're starting to see people coming back. Kristen came back today, and we're so glad she's in church along with our um, other folks who are here every week, especially my cleaning team. So you don't have to worry about that. We're doing social distancing. And so, but we're praising the Lord that you are here today. Um, let's have a word of prayer together. Lord Jesus, I ask you to bless everybody at home and bless us here in the church building, Lord. And we ask you, Lord, that you would touch and heal those who aren't feeling well. We ask you to touch Marilyn this morning. In Jesus' name, be with Al and Marion. And we just thank you for... Um, everybody who is watching today lord let your word um, become real in our lives lord jesus let your word penetrate our hearts and mind and i thank you lord that um, our faith will become even more precious to us today we praise you for this in jesus precious name and all of god's people said amen, amen. Doesn't that sound good, folks at home, to hear the church alive? Um, you know, it's easier to preach when people are in the, in the seats. <clears throat> it really is. All right, this morning I want to talk about our precious faith. And I'm going to give you a moment. Get your Bibles and open up to 2 Peter, 2 Peter chapter 1. Um, and we're going to talk about our precious faith today. And... Uh, um, I don't know if you're watching on your phones and your Bible is on your phones. I don't know how you'll do that. So you might have to grab your actual um, Bible with pages in it. Um, unless you're one of those brilliant tech people who can have the Bible open and watch at the same time. I don't know if that's possible. Um, I, um, I, have, I have people for that in the church. <laughs> and so, and I praise God for them because they keep us going. Anyway, our precious faith this morning. And, and um, 2 Peter chapter 1, it's back towards the back of your Bible. If you have hit Revelation, you went too far. Um, just back up a little bit. And uh, Peter starts off with saying, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. Now, now listen, he's talking about this word servant here is talking about being a bondservant. 
a bondservant. And being a bondservant back in the day, back in the first century, was by choice. You were no longer considered a slave. The word he uses here for servant is not slave. He's using bondservant. And a bondservant was a person by choice. They were a slave who had been freed. Now, what did Jesus do for us on the cross? Right? When he died on the cross, he set us free. Before he did that, we were all slaves to sin. Now, that's a horrible word, slave, isn't it? And, and you know, what's sad today, there are more people in slavery around the world and even still today in the United States than we had before the Civil War. Isn't that sad? And let me put another, let me use a word I really want to use, sick. Because Jesus came to set us free. And those he has set free are free indeed. And so, but Peter here says, I'm a servant. And it was by choice. And what do we do? We choose to follow Jesus. We choose to follow Jesus. That is what a bond servant does. And it's done by free will. So here's the picture back in the Roman days. Um, the slave was a beloved um, person that was in the family. Somebody who was beloved. He was a beloved servant in the family. And the master decides, I'm going to reward you because we have come to love you like you're part of the family and I'm going to reward you with your freedom. Now, wouldn't that be cool? If you were a slave and... Slavery was a really big thing back in the Roman days. And if you were a slave and all of a sudden your master said, I'm going to free you and, and, and um, you're going to be a free person. In fact, um, it would almost allow you to go out to become a Roman citizen if you got freed. Uh, there was other hoops. You'd probably have to join the army, pay lots and lots of money to get your citizenship. But I'm going to free you. But you know what? The bond servant would say, Master. And they probably were on first name basis. I love you so much, I don't want to go free. I want to stay here and serve you the rest of my life. What? You, you care about us that much? Yes. And so what they would do, they would show the whole world that you chose to be there. And they would take you out to the barn out to the stable, and they would grab an awe. Now, every woman here I see have pierced ears. Now, you all went to the, probably went to the mall, and they took out that gun, and they shot the gun and pierced your ears, and it was over like that. Um, some of you might have had your girlfriend do it, where they took the ice cube and the potato and did all the things and poked you in the ear with a needle. Um, you might have done. No, none of that happened for a bond servant. They would take you to the door of that stable and put your earlobe against the door. And then the master would take an awe. Now, some of you might not know what an awe is. An awe is used by Finnish carpenters. If you look, in, look on our woodwork in the church, you can't see a finished nail. Why is that? Because they used an awe to put on the nail head and used it to make the nail go a little bit deeper and then they covered it all up so you don't even see those nail holes. Now, an awe, if you ever see it, it's not a needle. 
and it's not a sharp instrument. It's more blunt. Nobody sharpened it, and they would put that awe against your ear. He'd take a hammer. Now, you think you had it bad when you had your ears pierced, uh, and they would take that hammer and whack and put that hole in there and blood and ah! It was all part of it. But that hole wouldn't heal up, and so everybody in town would see that and said, hey, he's no longer a slave, he's a bondservant. Now here's the cool thing about a bondservant, now you were considered family. You got to sit at the family table. While everybody else was serving the family, you got served too. You were considered part of that family because you wanted to be part of them. And so when Peter says, I am a servant, that's what he's talking about. I chose to follow Jesus. I chose to be part of his family. I want to be identified with Jesus Christ. So I bear the mark of Jesus Christ in my life. Now think about how that should apply to us. And so let's look at this closer. Um, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. The position of servant is placed first in Peter's life. Is that placed first in our life? Or do we place our own will first in our life? Or do we place being a servant of Christ first? If one cannot be a true servant for the Lord, then one cannot be an apostle. Then one cannot be a prophet. Then one cannot be an evangelist. Then one cannot be a pastor. Then one cannot be a teacher. Did you see how I got all the fivefold ministry gifts in there? If we cannot, and, and so that covers a lot of territory, doesn't it? Because when I say teacher, you're talking about Sunday school teacher, you're talking about kids church, you're talking about youth church, you're talking about everything. We must be servants to the Lord Jesus Christ first. The Lord guides the church by the office of the apostle through the particular message given to the individual which will always coincide directly with the Word of God. Apostles aren't elected. They are called by God. That's what defines an apostle. And I want you to notice something. When you read the Bible next time, look at the different messages the apostles had. John, what was his message all about? Love. And the second coming, wasn't it? Paul was all about grace, grace, grace. Right? James, Jesus' brother, what was his? You know, um, his was um, faith without works is dead, which bothered Martin Luther, so he said his gospel is straw. I say it's straw that's woven into gold. And Peter, he went between grace and the second coming, and I mean... There were, he had such a relationship with Jesus, and, but the Lord only chose him to write two of our books. And some people neglect reading First and Second Peter because it's in the back of the book. Oh, it is full of good stuff. And then he continues on in verse 1, to them who have obtained like precious faith with us. Oh, don't you love that? Like precious faith? Do you count your... Faith in Jesus Christ is precious? Think about it. He saved you. He died on the cross so you could be saved. I mean, he, he did something nobody else was willing to do for us. And so why wouldn't we see our faith as precious? 
Now this part of the verse proclaims the faith that Gentiles can now be saved exactly as Jews. In fact, all coming the same way. Oh, that's why he writes it like that. To them who have attained the like precious faith with us. Oh, he wasn't just talking about like the, all the other apostles, the Jesus' disciples. He's talking about, here I'm a Jewish guy. Whoops. I'm a Jewish guy. I almost walked off the camera on you. I'm a Jewish guy. I'm still getting used to being chained to this desk. I'm a Jewish guy. And But we're all coming to Jesus the same way. That's the grace of God. He opened it up. We didn't have to become. Can you imagine if we all had to become Jews first before we could get saved? All right, everybody. You're going to have to. If you want to be saved in Jesus Christ, not only do you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior into your heart, but you also need to go ahead. All you men out there, you've got to be circumcised. And all you, and then all you men and women have to have your bar mitzvah or bar mitzvah. You got to do that. You got to have all that scripture memorized before you can be considered saved and part of the church. And, and, and believe me, they went through all that. There's some who are trying to bring the us back to that kind of stuff today. No, 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 no. The works that we do is because we love Jesus. It's not The works that we do is not to get us into heaven. The works that we do is a response to our love and living for Jesus. The works that we do is our response because our faith is precious. The works that we do is because we want to tell others about Jesus and get them saved. So if we're feeding the poor, that, that's not because we're trying to get into heaven. We're feeding the poor so that we could get them saved. Think about that. That's the whole point. Jesus said, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. <clears throat> that's the good-looking ones and the funny-looking ones. That's the tall ones, that's the short ones. That's the plump ones, that's the skinny ones. That's the ones with red hair, black hair, purple hair in some cases today, and no hair. That's to the ones that might be covered with tattoos and you go, ouch, um... Yeah, I did that once. I was teaching um, years ago, summer program for kids who needed to learn skills. And one of the girls came to school one day and she had a new piercing through the top bridge of her nose. It was a little barbell. And when I saw it, my eyes watered. I can't imagine what she went through to get that piercing, but she thought it was so cool. And you know what? She was a lovely young lady. And I wasn't going to sit there and judge her. I was just going to go ahead. Hey, let's love these kids. Because these kids need the love the most that we were working with. I don't care. We're supposed to be reaching all creatures even if they're full of tattoos. You know, when we all get to heaven, we'll have a glorified body. So whatever we've done to this body, let's for, we won't care anymore. <laughs> Uh, I know the young people think their tattoos are so cool, but when they get in their 80s, my word, have you ever seen a, a tattoo in an 80-year-old woman, what it looks like? Oh, my word, it don't look like a little dove anymore. <laughs> uh, that verse 1 goes on to say, goes, continues, through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. This righteousness is obtained by the believer. 
exhibiting faith in Christ and what He did for us on the cross. It's all obtained for us by asking, believing what Jesus did for us on the cross so we can be saved. Isn't that good news? He paid the debt that we could not pay. He paid our ransom so we could be saved. Before we were saved, we were lost in sin. Our destination was hell. We could do nothing good in our own selves. It didn't matter how many good works we did. We were going to hell. But because of Jesus, He laid down His life for us on the cross so we could be saved. Isn't that? Oh, yes, there you go. Say amen. Go ahead. Whew. But there's some ingredients that we need as believers. I love this. We, we need to add some things to our faith. You know why? Because we need to be growing in faith. We need to be growing to maturity. Because our faith is so precious. He got, God wants us to be, have more. You understand? He wants us to have more. He wants us to be strong in Him. He wants us to be strong in His faith. He wants us to, when COVID-19 comes, another, if another COVID thing comes along, we're not living in fear, but we're living above the fear because perfect love, who's Jesus, casts out fear. And He didn't give us a spirit of fear, the Bible says, but a, but a sound mind. And so we need to have a sound mind so we can think clearly, so we can forge ahead and not be so worried about things. And so, um, turn off your CNNs. Turn off your DNC, MSDNC or whatever it's called. Turn off your Fox News. Stop watching so much of it. And you'll see your faith will be immediately bolstered. And I'll tell you what better to get into. Get into the Word of God because I'll tell you what, the Word of God's never fake news. And it will build you up and it will help you face these uncertain times. Amen? Amen. Oh, glory to God. The ingredients we need, we need to be growing in faith. We need to keep adding to the recipe of our life. They are ingredients provided by the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to talk about them just a second here. And these ingredients, the goal of these ingredients, the goal of the Holy Spirit is to grow us to maturity in Christ. I've known some men who've been saved 50 years and they never grew up in Christ. And then I had some people who were unbelievers that got saved and within a week they were more mature than the other guy. Why? Because they made sure they were adding these ingredients to their lives. And, and Peter makes it really simple and clear. Verse, um, I'm sorry, I didn't get through all of verse 4. I'm going to skip down to um, verse 5. I want to skip down because of time. I'm skipping down to verse 5. Hey, I'm the pre I can do it. I can do it. I know there's a lot more notes up on the screen. I know you're not seeing those at home, and that's okay. Um, there, there, there's just an overview. Holy Spirit wants me to skip to verse 5. Um, go, yeah. Everybody can go ahead and read um, 3 through 4, the re 2, 3, and 4 yourself. But verse 5, I just feel excited about getting to this. There's some good stuff in there about the divine power of God, and, um, but we don't have time to get all, all that. Growing in grace. And besides this, what is that besides this? Salvation. He goes and talks about our salvation. That's what he's talking about through verse 4. But besides this, giving all diligence refers to the responsibility we as believers must show regarding the Christian life. 
Oh, do you mean we got responsibility? Yes. Somebody's teaching you hyper grace, saying that you have no responsibility, you don't have to worry about anything. Run. They're preaching you a different gospel as we're learning on Thursday nights. Run. If they're not tell, telling you you've got to be responsible for your faith, it says work out your, your faith in your salvation in fear and trembling, meaning you're giving respect to God. Amen. And you're respecting His Word. He says, be diligent. Be steady to show yourself approved, a workman, needing not to be ashamed. Thank you, Paul, for that. The Holy Spirit. So besides this, our salvation, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. What? Add to your faith virtue. This is the faith in the cross which will bring virtue. This type of virtue mentioned here, here's the virtue, this is what it's talking about. This virtue mentioned here is energy and power. Energy and power. My word, some, people, some Christians, they sit around like they're couch potatoes. No, he says add virtue. Let's get some energy and power serving the Lord. And where do we get that energy and power? From the Holy Ghost? From the Holy Spirit? Come on. He said, wait in Jerusalem to be endured with what? Power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Oh, let the baptism of the Holy Spirit happen in your life. What do you mean let it? You need to ask for it just like you did for salvation. You've got to yield to the Holy Spirit. Let Him fill you. And how do you know you're filled? Because um, the baptism in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in other tongues. And that might be new to you at home. But that's what we believe as Pentecostals. We can have every promise and everything the Bible talks about because we have found it is true. Oh, praise God. Let's go on. So, and to virtue, verse 5 continues to say, knowledge. This is the type of knowledge which keeps expanding our knowledge of the lord should continue to keep expanding like i said uh, the other day uh, uh, online i uh, when we were teaching the other day none of us no preacher none of us has learned everything we can learn about god and we are still every time i pick up this word i i taught first and second Peter some years ago and every time I come back to this book I see something new something fresh something that's speaking to my heart because the Holy Spirit will continue to reveal what God is saying verse 6 and to knowledge temperance you know what temperance is well that means I'm not drinking huh? well I, let me tell you something Paul goes into it be careful what spirit you're allowing in your life you know, we used to call drink spirits. What are you going to get drunk on? You get drunk on spirits that are of the world, you're going to be worshiping a porcelain um, god in the morning. You'll be bowing down at that porcelain god. You know what I'm talking about? It's that one you have a handle on it and it flushes when you push it because there's a reason why you're down at that? No. Or you can get drunk in the Holy Ghost. I'll tell you what, I've had people get drunk in the Holy Ghost in service. I'll tell you what, they never woke up with a hangover. I'll tell, it is something precious to see the joy of the Lord that comes over them. And you're saying, well, you're one of those fanatics. You're not a fanatic. You're one of those holy rollers. No, I'm just a worshiper of Jesus. 
who wants to see the power of God in people's lives and let the Holy Spirit have His way. But it says here, um, temperance. And this temperance, what it's talking about, is self-control. Self-control. Oh, Paul says that's one of the fruit of the Spirit, isn't it? Hmm. And to temperance, patience. Our conduct must honor God at all times, even in the midst of trial and testing. Wow. Patience. Uh, that's the one gift, that's the one thing we're never supposed to pray for. Did you know that? <laughs> because how do you get patience more? How do you get that get stronger patience? By trials. <laughs> and, and if so you say, Lord, give me patience, please. He, uh, you're going to come under some trials. No, no. Just let the trials come and be patient. Another good word that the Lord uses on himself that means patience, long suffering. That's, and and long suffering is that you're so patient with somebody that, that, that you, you'll stay that way for years. And, you'll, and even if they're a bonehead, you're going to love them anyway. Even if they drive you up the wall, you'll love them anyway. Don't you have people like that in your life? I sure do. Just love them, love them, love them, love them to death and, 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 help, and teach them what the Word says and let the Holy Spirit work out His plan in their lives. Because I'll tell you what, the Holy Spirit's plan is better than mine anyway. And to patience, godliness. What does that mean? Being like God. You know what? Every little child wants to be like their mama or their daddy. They look up to their parents. They want to be like them. Until they get about fifth grade and all of a sudden springtime comes and they see that you've got feet of clay. Which is not a bad thing either. And to godliness, brotherly kindness carries the idea of treating everyone as if they were our own flesh and blood. That's why we call each other brother and sister. And to brotherly kindness, charity, that word is love. Love. Verse 8. For if these things be in you... Oh, okay, you better pay attention. For if these things be in you, you say, if these things be in me. Come on, say it. If these things be in me. Well, that's, what the, that's what Peter's saying. For if these things be in you and abound, continue, that means continue to expand, they make you that you shall neither be barren. Oh, this is why we want a man here. Because neither will you be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, this knowledge refers to what Christ did on the cross and on all of our behalf and continues with the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. Do we want to be barren? No. <laughs> Do we want to be unfruitful? No. We want to be like what John says in 3 John, that the Lord would prosper all of us. And I'm not talking about finances. Because that prosperity is actually talking about our health, but our, also our effectiveness for Christ. Now the Lord will prosper us if we do the right thing, money-wise too, because He says, I will provide all that you need according to my riches in heaven. 
But you know what? We should serve the Lord with all of our hearts and it'll make it a lot easier for that, for that to happen in our lives. To that, because it goes on to them that serve me. Come on. So let's not be short-sighted. <clears throat> I gotta go quick. My time's almost up. Don't be short-sighted. The believer is not to be spiritually blind. That's what short-sighted means. Second Peter 1, 9 through 11 says, But he who lacks these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sin. Boy, there's a lot of people who forget that, that they've been purged of that old sin. Stop living in guilt. If Jesus has set you free, if, you, if He has saved you, you are blood-bought. Come on. And you've asked Him to forgive you. And even if you sin after you come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, you can come to Him and say, sorry Jesus, and He's faithful and just to forgive you your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Where was I? Verse 10. Whether, wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly. Oh, the overflowing into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So let us be diligent about our salvation. When we got saved, we were set free from sin. We became a new creation in Christ Jesus. Our faith in Christ and His work on our behalf on the cross and our confession, our confession that He was resurrection, resurrected gives us eternal life. That relationship starts when we ask Christ into our heart and ask for forgiveness of our sins. So let's be, and for all of us who've gotten saved, let us be diligent. Let us grow. Let's add these things into our lives. See, all these ingredients we've talked about this morning. Let us live in our precious faith and grow to maturity with nothing lacking. Oh, let us pray. Lord Jesus, I thank You for all those who have gathered here this morning in this sanctuary and all those who have joined, joined with us on our, <clears throat> at our virtual churches. I ask You, Lord, that You would um, equip us with the Holy Spirit. Make the Word of God even more real. Put a hunger in our hearts to read the Word of God and study it for ourselves. Call us to a deeper walk with You and a deeper prayer life, Lord. Help us when we're reading the Scripture that we would pray while we read it so that the Scriptures become more alive, Lord. So, Lord, that all of these ingredients can be added to our lives. And Lord, we could truly live for You with lots of energy, Lord. With lots of purpose, Lord. And so, Lord, we can be strong, especially in these uncertain times. We love You, Lord. And we praise You. 
In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Those are, thank you for joining us at home. And if you have not yet asked Jesus into your heart, why don't you go over to our webpage, uh, wapatonnewlife.org, and just go over there and click on the button about salvation. It will tell you how to get saved and all the scriptures that go with it. So it's not just me. You can look at the Word of God and see why you need Jesus in your heart. It's because He wants a relationship with you has nothing to do with religion. It's all about a relationship God wants to have with you. That's why Jesus died for you. To, died for you. Oh, folks, we're so glad you joined us today. We love you. God loves you even more. Thank you for joining us today. See you Thursday night at 6.30.